Don, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Sure. Good to be with you. Don, I saved the best soundbite of all just for you. Listen carefully. This is for you. Let me call it up. I have to call it up first. Here we go. I don't know if you remember this one, but. Be honest about what it takes to fix the roads and bridges. I fixed that bridge. All of a sudden, the trains can go over it faster. Cuts the commute time from New Haven to Stanford to New York uh, by uh, five, ten minutes. It makes a dramatic difference. So uh, I'm the I'm. I have said we're going to put a tax on just the big tractor trailer trucks coming in and out of the state. The exact same thing, Dennis, as Gina Raimondo is doing it in Rhode Island. It would raise that electronic toll, nothing overhead. You don't see anything. You go right through. Doesn't impact cars. Doesn't impact our drivers. But that's what they're doing in Rhode Island. And for Connecticut, it'll raise about $250 million. Well, there you go, Don. What do you think of that? We're only just going to do tractor trailers. Yeah, that that the, uh, you didn't you you gave no indication of the date on that one, but that one was I think probably was that after he immediately after he had been elected. I, or I was think that that's re- hi Don. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It was with Dennis House on Faith State. Here we go. I'll play the rest of it, Don. It's a so, year when uh, fully implemented. That allows me to fix a lot of roads and bridges. So you don't foresee a, a toll on ordinary drivers. I don't foresee that at all. Is is, is that a pledge you want to make today that that will not happen? Uh, that's a pledge that's not going to happen. I'm going to do tractor-trailer trucks. That's no tolls do. for regular passenger cars. No tolls for tractor for regular passenger cars. Oh, he is such a size. What a slime this guy is. Done. Yeah, well, you know, he, what we have to notice is that after a long, a rather long and circuitous um, detour, he's finally kept his <laughs> he's finally kept his pledge because the latest iteration. Uh, after, uh, you know, all his other proposals is that uh, we're back to trucks only. Oh, we are? Really? Do you believe that, Don? <laughs> no. No. Uh, my, what I've been saying on some of the columns and also uh, the blog is that if you want to have a glimpse into your future, all you have to do is rewind the reel. He started off with... He started off with trucks only. Uh, then he went to, uh, then he plastered the whole state with 58 gantries. Uh, and, and then along came the uh, uh, no tolls uh, Connecticut movement uh, and uh, uh, frightened uh, Democrats uh, then abandoned, uh, uh, then abandoned that course. And uh, now he's back to, now he's back to uh, trucks only. Uh, you know, there's a there's a, a little piece actually that was just came out on um, I think uh, Connecticut Mirror, and uh, they they're examining his uh, first year, uh, you know, his highlights of his first year, and uh, I I think at this point we can assume that there are advantages and disadvantages to chief executives who are elected to office from outside the outside the political box. And uh, one of the great disadvantages relates to political navigation. So um, uh, uh, Pisano, Len Pisano, uh, the Republican leader in the state Senate, was asked about it. And uh, he said, and I can quote him, it's, it's a lack of understanding in that building, uh, you know, the General Assembly. It has been an impediment to the governor closing the deal on transportation. I think the business principles and brains uh, he has in our value 
but they're nullified if he can't navigate the building. And that's been his problem all along. His problem is actually with Democrats, not Republicans. Don, one of the themes of this show is socialism versus capitalism and creeping socialism into our society. Jen recognizes it. Of course, as you know, Don, Jen was born into a communist Czechoslovakia. So she's always wary of it and afraid that it's creeping up on us here. You did a great column on how socialism does indeed clamp down on innovation and liberty. The more, the higher taxation you have, the more you clamp down on innovation. And of course, we're in that situation in in Connecticut. That's right. Um, I, I, I'm aware of, uh, of Jen's background uh, and also of Czechoslovakia. I've written about Czechoslovakia a long time ago uh, during the Velvet Revolution. But if she comes from Czechoslovakia, uh, then she's used to empty shelves. Is she there? She yep. is. Go ahead and talk to her, she's, Don. You can talk to her speechless. directly. <laughs> Hi. So, so you're used to empty shelves, yes. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The reason the shelves are empty is because when you have a uh, top-down uh, e- economy in which economic decisions are made not by free people, uh, but by uh, organized uh, gangs of uh, politicians, uh, you soon run out of you soon run out of goods. I think it was Bill Buckley, who's a famous conservative over here, around the same period, uh, who said that uh, if the Arabs uh, were to put a tax on sand, very shortly they'd run out of sand. <laughs> mm. You know, and this is what happens in communist countries all the time. Uh, and Don, she has a great story that I have to relate to you. She said that in Czechoslovakia, when she was a teenager, there would be long lines. And if you saw a long line, you would just automatically get into it. Right, Jane? Yep. Just Tell to see why. what, well, just in case there was something good at the end of it. But um, um, yeah. anyways, I was going to say, uh, sorry, Jim, but um, when okay. President Trump was running, when, when Donald Trump was running, People did not understand how somebody that is not a politician could be a president because the uh, country cannot be run by like a business. And my answer was, why not? And th- oh. I think that's as simple as it gets because it is business. Okay. It's basically, it is business. That's all it is. And what they don't like is the performance. And, you know, if you want performance, go to a theater but that's right. would not. That's not why the president is there. I'm sorry, I got a little carried away here. But um, I think it's very that there are so so many simple solutions and nobody is seeing them. Are you convinced no, that I, socialism is creeping up on this, uh, Jane? Based on what you see? Well, if Don did research, obviously he wrote on Czechoslovakia. You uh, you did research, so you Don, you know. Right. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, first thing. You know, the first thing the communists uh, did uh, when they marched into some of the Baltic states, uh, Czechoslovakia wasn't one of them, but when they marched into the Baltic states, uh, was to round up um, everybody who was an intellectual and just shoot them. Uh, that, that meant teachers. That meant teachers. It meant, uh, you know, uh, people who write for newspapers. Uh, Don, uh, my, my, like- I just found out my great-grandfather was mistakenly beheaded by Stalin. He was a uh, engineer. So he I, was rounded up. I'm looking to find out why he was mistakenly beheaded. 
Yeah, well, you know, the engineers got the got the rough end of the stick. Yeah, well, you know, look at Katina Woods in Poland during the World War II. They were blaming the Germans, and it was the Russians that murdered all these intellectuals, all these people that meant anything in politics. They were all murdered by Russians. That's right. Poland is a very sad country because, uh, you know, it was uh, such a strong country at one point. And if you look at the maps, Uh, just the geographic maps from, uh, say, uh, 1920 all the way up to uh, to the 40s and 50s, you'll see the disappearance of Poland. It just disappears off the map. Right. They kept ripping uh, the part. They, they kept ripping the country apart. They were just taking it apart. So when um, when uh, Obama was in power and they were disarming Poland, they, they were dis disarming Europe, and nobody was nervous. I was sitting here biting my nails. And uh, my whole family is in check, and nobody seemed to be nervous. I, I was just wondering what the heck was going on through their head. That was their defense. The Baltic Sea was the entrance for the enemy, so to speak, if there was anybody coming in. I want to um, say hello to TJ. TJ of Tab Computer Systems is in the chat room. TJ is a great guy. TJ is a good, loyal listener. Thank you, TJ, for joining us today. And to the person who asked, am I, when am I coming back? To WTIC, I'm not. I'm retiring. This is what I'm doing now, a podcast, Creeping Socialism in America. Right. I'm glad you mentioned uh, Poland, though, uh, Jane, because mm -hmm. uh, uh, Poland, uh, Poland it, it gives us uh, some reason to hope uh, that tyrannies don't last uh, forever. And what crushed uh, the Soviet Union in Poland Uh, was uh, was uh, a spiritual revolution that began uh, there in the country. Uh, Poland was always a very uh, a very Christian uh, very, uh, country, yes. but uh, then the Pope uh, was elected, and uh, it turns out he was uh, Polish. As soon as the Pope set his foot down on Poland and kissed the ground uh, in Poland, the co the communist the communist. Uh, 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 just empire began to crumble. It really began to crumble then, and it, and uh, part of the and the people who were most responsible for having done that were uh, the Pope uh, uh, Solzhenitsyn, uh, who, had, who at the time had published, uh, you know, his Gulag Archipelago, uh, and uh, uh, other people here in the West who always knew uh, that the uh, that uh, communism uh, was a philosophy of uh, death and power. Uh, everybody who in the West who knew that uh, rejoiced at the fall of the Berlin Wall. Uh, but there were some people who didn't, and they still don't. And John, still does don't Ned Lamont understand that every time he raises taxes or put up a toll gantry, he's stifling competition in this state, freedom and liberty and innovation as well? Does he get it? Absolutely. Hey, Jim, that's your... Buy, that's your That's your credo, and, and God bless for having said that so often. It's so true, yeah, because what, what, what communism and socialism and even progressivism murders is creativity. Is that uh, true, Jane? You can't even... Um... Oh, sure. That's why they shot all the artists and all the uh, you know, intellectuals right. uh, in... Uh, in the Stalinist uh, regime, but it kills creativity. Think of it this way. Suppose you were, suppose you had a museum and your museum hung paintings and the state uh, put a confiscatory tax on the paintings. 
not only would the paintings begin to disappear, but artists would begin to disappear uh, because they would there would be no longer be any spiritual or even uh, or even economic profit in uh, making paintings anymore, or sculptures, or anything else. I think the. What- I think I'm sorry, but I think the spiritual part is the biggest thing. Um, the the the. Um, absence of god and um I, i mean religion is something that glued society together and once you you lean away or you get away from god and from from that it's it's just it just unglues and unravels and undo, undoes i i don't even know the words but it's just it it's just wrong i i was brought up in communism where we did not have religion and we did not have god but god was always in fairy tales and and people that listen to jim regularly probably have a headache by now because i've said it so many times i grew up without god but i had god in the fairy tales they couldn't take it away and um if they took away christmas and if they took away easter to me as a child it didn't mean as much but um if they took that away they would have collapsed so much faster. So they understood something they could not do. Oh, Don, I have to ask you, uh, one of our loyal listeners, Lisa, had sent me some information. Is it really true that uh, the governor held up funding to towns that did not support his tolls? Held up snowplowing or transportation think, funding? Yeah, not only did, did this governor uh, do that, but also the previous governor, Dan Malloy, Uh, wanted to make uh, the wanted to make the grants to municipalities to towns more progressive, and uh, so he began to uh, he began to trim uh, uh, grants to towns that he regarded as wealthy, and increased the grants to towns, mostly cities, mostly democratic cities, cities that that would turn out uh, the vote for him. Uh, 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 you know, he he increased. Uh, the amount of money and, and grants that went into ah, cities. Wow. And this co- and this you talk about making doing- a deal with Kiev. I mean, please. Yeah. <laughs> the governor, behave of Vermont. Apparently nobody's <laughs> above it. the law except if you're a Democrat, right? That's it. That's right. That's right. And as we said yeah, earlier, no one's above the law except for the 20 million illegal aliens in this country. They apparently right. are and, above uh, the law. Know, The towns are an embarrassment to state government because the towns operate, uh, you know, within a budget. And uh, when hard times fall on a town, what the town does is it cuts costs, uh, which is which, which the state is loath to do because uh, the state has uh, fallen under the sway of uh, of uh, unions, uh, and, and unions demand a continuing increase in in uh, revenues. Uh, and that means a continuing increase in taxes. So uh, we have a state now uh, that's, uh, that, in, that is pledged uh, to increase taxes. This is all they've ever done, Jim. Whenever they see, a red, see red in the budget, they increase taxes. No one even thinks or discusses the possibility of cutting spending. It just never happens. Well, so like people said, listen to this podcast in other parts of the country. Jane, what's your warning to them? No, I was just going to repeat what uh, Don wrote in his uh, Dan wrote 
Um, Don, I'm sorry, Don. What Don wrote in his um, column. column about the um, the, ta- the taxes, uh, where you have the son that falls on hard times, he falls on his father that is having a good time, so the father can give him more money. You know, if you if you if you have if you come out of money, if you are in a family with money, uh, the son screws up, he can go back to dad, and dad will. Cover it. It's not. It's not a big deal. But if dad himself falls on a hard time, this is what he's talking about: cities versus the uh, state. Um, if right. if dad himself falls on a hard time, then the dad can't cover it. So, um, it, it, it's a it's a vicious vicious cycle. Donna, I don't know if right. you heard this. Did you hear Time Magazine elected as their person of the year? Listen very oh, closely please. to your phone. Here we go. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school. Oh, please, God, go back to school. Yet, (laughs) you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? Oh, my God. How dare you, Don, go to them for hope? My childhood with your empty words. You've stolen her childhood. Yeah, did you see the pictures from Africa? The little kids being beaten in the lithium mines? It's all wrong. Yeah. My lord. Have you well, seen you the know, poor little a, kids be working in the lithium mines in Africa? She doesn't care about right. their stolen childhood, does she? No, and they're making our they're making our batteries and they're making a, you know, they're making it possible for us to puff out our chest. I don't know what she I don't she looks pretty good to me. She doesn't look like she's suffering too much from any global no. warming. I know. Listen, I make fun of it, but uh, climate hysteria among uh, young kids is actually a real thing. Psychologists That's are true. actually worried about these kids. Well, she's used. That's right. Well, you know, if you want to get somebody to do something that he otherwise wouldn't be disposed to do, you frighten them to death. Uh, this is what uh, happened. Uh, you know, Jane can tell you that this is exactly what happened in the Soviet Union. Uh, you know, this is this this is just common political behavior in the Soviet Union. Uh, you know, there are two, Cardinal Newman used to say there are two great motive forces in history. One is love and the other is fear. And uh, love and fear from the day you're born to the day you die, he said. Did they motivate you with fear, Jane? To uh, keep you in line with fear? Okay, well, I'm writing a book and I'm very, very, very much torn apart by the fear of communism or my father. I don't know what I was afraid of more. Oh, Don, so. I wanted to let you know, Jane is actually writing a memoir about her time in communist country. Uh, I, I hope you I hope you can send me a galley, a galley of that. Absolutely, we will. Oh, absolutely. You'll be one of the first, Don. You know, I, I'm trying to figure out what it was, what was the final straw, what it was to... Uh, Throw me over the year, uh, over the edge, to to make me make the final leap, to make the step. Besides being stupid, nineteen year old, not knowing what I was doing, I was lucky she was enough 19, to land here on two feet and and um, be lucky enough to make it. But um, I, I'm, I'm trying to put a finger on it because it's been uh, I'm old, so I've been here for a while, and it's just um, I'm trying to remember what was so bad because people. That were 10 years behind me, age-wise, were fine with communism. They were perfectly fine with it. They did not e- experience any of what we experienced. 
So I just, I'm, I'm having very difficult time remembering what was so bad about it because I left everything and everybody behind. So I was on my own. So it's now, let me ask you this. I want hmm. Don to hear this. You didn't put people in danger, didn't you? By I did. I did. I didn't realize it again. I was a kid. I was 19 years old, selfish uh, girl that just left and uh, could have put everybody in but big trouble. You put trouble. mother and father and your sister yes, in danger. I did. By I did. doing this. Yes, I did. Because well, Russia uh, did not like defectors very much, Don. Made them look bad. Nobody does. Well, um, who is there? Let me see. Uh, somebody wrote a book uh, just recently with similar experiences. And it was really? And I, and I, I reviewed it, actually, in uh, Connecticut Times, where he read notes from a blue state. Uh, well, we'll have to send you a copy of the book as soon as it's done. How far away are we? Do you know, Jane? Oh, yeah, a few weeks to go before we. A start few weeks to go, it. still done. That's great. That's congratulations, Jane. Thank, thank you. I appreciate that. And we still haven't designed the book cover. Should I be on it, Don? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you, you, you certainly can contribute some uh, uh, some relevant relevant squibs to that book. I'm sure you can. Especially <laughs> the name. How about that? <laughs> Oh, thanks yeah, a lot. Right. Hopefully, something <laughs> right. more than that. Jim is uh, Jim is a courageous guy in his own right uh, because uh, you know people who uh, adopt uh, conservative positions uh, here in the here in the blue 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 uh, state of Connecticut uh, do have to have a lot of courage. Well, if you'll remember, uh, they, Don, when I started, there weren't too many people preaching what I was preaching. Yeah, that's right. In fact, that's I was right. told that the show would die. Because of that, you know, well, it turns out I was going to die before the show did. Don, how do you feel about the color? About who? The color. The what color. Colors? The color. You have the color blue for the the oh. Democrats. Oh, she's really upset about that. No, not upset. Yeah, it's just think- it's a very confusing. I've said it before. What is the color of the Chinese flag, and what was the color of the Russian flag? Yeah, red, right? You're right. So when you uh, come, you know when you come from another country, uh, from a communist country, and you're supposed to decide who you're voting for, you don't speak the language very well, and you don't know the politics very well, you are in a free country, so you don't pay as much attention. You are, con- you, you, you think that you know it's naturally free, but when you get, are, um, you you get the colors in front of you, you are definitely not going to vote for the red. Don, I told her that Tim Russert invented that in order to make the Democrats not look like socialists. I'll tell you something about the use of words, uh, Jane, that, that relates to what you just said. Uh, when I was, I've been writing columns for 40 years, you know, so that's a long time. But uh, when I started out, I used to always uh, refer to the uh, Democrat Party as the Democrat Party, okay? And uh, somebody wrote in and said, look, you know, it's very insulting of you uh, to refer to it as the Democrat Party. You should be saying the Democratic Party. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't say that the, that the Democratic Party is the least Democratic uh, political organization on the face of the earth. You know, but, but, but that's basically what it is. So this is the same thing. <clears throat> you know, as soon as you pause and ask yourself, um, is the Democrat Party really democratic? Are progressives, progressives, 
were teetering on the edge of uh, socialism. Are they democratic? Uh, do they love democratic processes? No, they well, love just yeah. the opposite. You know that, Don. That's right. So Don, there was a, a great story. article in the New York Times that I read to my audience a while back that relayed a story about when they were younger that their parents would take different labels rather than the communist label because even then the communists in the 30 were looked down upon. So they called themselves liberals and then progressives, then after progressives, socialists, then communists. So socialism leads to communism. That's the order of assent for communists, you know? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you simply move up the ladder if you're a communist, uh, from liberalism to progressivism to socialism to communism. That's the, that's really the way that's really the way it has happened in history also. So um, you know these people are playing with fire. A lot of these progressives here in Connecticut are really playing with fire, and they don't even know it. Some well, of them don't know. Let me bring this up for let me bring this up with Don for Don. Ray Raymond says, just like the bag tax, he's right. The tolls are just like the bag tax. Tax anything that moves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. It's a good thing they can't tax the air yet. Oh, you know? they are. Well, my I'm dad sure. used to say that. They can't emissions. tax the air. You, you emissions. Breathe. Emissions. Emissions. They Come tax on. They're instead. taxing air for crying out loud. My dad used to say someday they'll tax the air you breathe. No, they don't tax the air you breathe. They tax the air you exhale instead. Yeah, they should tax the little monkey that's walking down here. My dog, our dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> you want to put the uh, camelbacks? Not camelback. Yeah. The uh, backpacks little on the little socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Jane laughs every time she hears her, especially when she says democratic socialism. It'll be socialism, but it'll be Democrat. You'll have a voice. Jane laughs and she says there is no voice under under socialism. You talked about you voted too, right? You could vote in Czechoslovakia, right? Hey, Don. Tell us about yeah. voting in Czechoslovakia. I, I, I uh, left when I was 19, so I did not vote because uh, elections were every, I don't even know, four or eight years. I don't even know for sure. But I know for sure that there was only one person running as far as I know. <laughs> so you had the right <laughs> to vote. You had the vote. <laughs> I, I, I have to ask my mom and my sister, but uh, you had the right to vote, but... You just voted for one person, as far as I know. I don't remember anybody else running. I remember a few names that resurfaced after the um, 89. There was uh, Dubček, but Dubček uh, took, the, uh, took over after um, the revolution, and he mysteriously died in a car, car crash. That happened to a lot yeah. of people that were uh, uncomfortable for the communists. They were car crashes and train accidents and things like that. That happened a lot. Sure. Well, Stalin used to say it doesn't matter who votes. What matters is who counts the votes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and to, your, to your point, um, he used to, uh, what, what, what he was famous for doing was ordering his historians to airbrush out uh, mm. people that he had ordered. Uh, so there would be a, there'd be a photograph of uh, some, what they used to call the old communists, you know, the, the the people who people who venerated Lenin. Uh, so uh, there would be a photograph of Stalin and one old communist, whoever he happened to be. And uh, you know, after after the Great Purge, you know, the uh, 
the, the false trials during which uh, the old during which he managed to get rid of all the old communists. After that, you know, all the historians in Russia airbrushed out uh, the pictures of the old communists on pictures. You know, they just they just brushed them out. They they were gone. They disappeared. Absolutely. Well, actually, Jane was telling me in real life, people would just disappear, just disappear too. That's true. That's, That's what she was true. afraid of when she defected that her family would just disappear. You know, um, I'll tell you a little. I, I've written a lot about Ukraine. Uh, uh, I'm part uh, Ukrainian, uh, by the way. Jane is part what Ukrainian. That? My grandmother. Yeah, well, you, yeah. You'll like this story. <laughs> Um, there's, um, during the 19, during 1932, uh, Stalin decided to, uh, to, uh, uh draw, to break the resistance in Ukraine. It was, it was a pretty fierce resistance there right up until, uh, that point in time. So he started a man-made famine and, uh, eight to 10, uh, there, there was a guy in the United States, his name was. His last name is Service. I forgot what his first name was. Robert Service, I think, uh, who wrote it up and said that uh, 8 to 10 uh, million people uh, were actually murdered by Stalin during the famine. Now, during this time, yes, this Jane. Was during the Jane says yes. She's shaking her head yes. He did research. Yeah. Well, this was during the time <laughs> of Stalin's uh, four-year, uh, three-year plan. You know, he wanted to revolutionize uh, industry in, in the Soviet Union. So there was a reporter who was the principal reporter for the New York Times. His name was Walter Durante. Okay, Walter Durante uh, was in Moscow at the time of the famine, along with a guy named, an Englishman named uh, uh, Malcolm Muggeridge, who's very famous in England, and also a, um, a, a Welsh uh, reporter who later on was murdered by Chinese oh. uh, Chinese. Okay, so Walter Durante wrote in the New York Times about excuse me three the the three year plan, and he said that the people that the notices of famine that have been appearing uh, were totally fictitious. The people uh, he was looking at in the Soviet Union were fat and happy and rosy cheeks. Okay. Malcolm Muggeridge, along with this Welsh reporter, got on a train and went into the villages, the small villages uh, around the cities, and they saw the famine firsthand. Mm. They saw people, they saw communists go into houses and actually break up the ovens that the people in the houses used to cook their food, to cook their daily food. Uh, they confiscated all the grain uh, that they could find. Uh, some some of these people were hoarding grain. They were called hoarders, you know, and they confiscated that. So as the famine progressed, uh, the people in Ukraine uh, stripped the trees of their leaves and boiled them and ate them because they were starving. They were crawling, uh, you know, on their stomachs into the larger cities for food. Jane's grandmother um, would grow food in her yard, but people would actually break into the yard. She would tell Jane, I, please don't talk about the food we're growing. Okay. Or people will take it. That, that's right. That's exactly right. That's what. So that was what was happening. So Walter Durante was given the Pulitzer Prize for his re, for his false reporting of the Ukrainian famine 
And he knew, Walter Durante himself knew and told people that 8 to 10 million people had starved in, in Ukraine, okay? And that, that prize, that, that prize is still hanging in the New York Times Hall of Pulitzer Prizes. When I found that out, I wrote a stinging column about it, and I said that these people should be ashamed to have that, to, to exhibit that prize, because the man was a liar. Malcolm Muggeridge said he was, the, he was the worst, he was the worst pathological liar he had ever met, Walter Durante was. Well, so much for socialism is the answer. Yeah, no, no, uh, Don, so much for reporting. There is a movie that we just listened about uh, by, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Are you feeling lucky? Clint Clint Eastwood just uh, did a movie about reporter that falsely report on somebody. Uh, It was the bomber of the Olympics. Oh, right, the Olympics. So this is mostly about the uh, uh, what what, uh, kind of reporters reporters can be. So, um, so there he goes. He's been, he's been viciously criticized for having made the movie. Exactly. They're trying to boycott it. It's, they're trying to totally get it, uh, evicted from the uh, cinema. That was the Atlanta journal constitution that reported on Mr. Jewell and saying that he was actually the bomber when in fact he was not. So, so now you know. So you have you have prizes hanging out for people that did something for their benefit. You know, I um, I'm going to compare it to stupid thing um, where you go to Facebook and you see these heart drenching things um, that can happen to children or to animals, mostly animals. Um, my question to this is always who. And why I took the picture? Why didn't you do something? Why are you standing there with the camera instead of doing something? And if That's you win true. a prize, and if you win a prize for something like that, where's the money going? So Don, that to me is just... Don, we're going to get going now. We're going to take some phone calls from the audience. Thank you okay, for joining great. us, Don, very much. I really I mean, appreciate I it. Talked, I haven't talked to Jane before, but I want to tell her it's been such a pleasure listening to her. Oh, it's so nice to meet you, Don. It, it's been a pleasure, and hopefully you will uh, call in again. You'll be a special guest. You are our official, uh, or your official, reporter. your our your f- official beginning of the podcast. We oh, did a couple right. before, but this is more official. <laughs> so this to is speak. our first okay, official. That's great. Now that we're up oh, on Apple you- iTunes and we're up on Spotify, we're up Jim, on Google sound- Play as well. You sound great, Jim, and I wish, I hope. Uh, you're gonna have great success with her with your podcast. I hope so too. I'm hoping Jane's book will draw a lot of attention to the podcast. I can't wait for her to it finish will. it. Uh, yes, don't forget. Send me. Send we me will. We want. We want your notes on the back of the book as well, Don. Say okay. what a great book it is. Okay. All right. I can do that. Thank All you, right. Don. Thank much. you so much, Don. Bye. Have a good night. Take yep. care, Bye-bye. Don. Bye. Bye. Okay, let's get some phone callers in here. Let's that was very nice. It was Don Pesci of Radio Vice of Facebook.com slash Radio Vice Online. By the way, their website, RadioViceOnline.com, is now up and running. All our videos and our audio podcasts are available at RadioViceOnline.com now. Go there and take a look and see and what Steve McCow has Steve done. McCow. Thank you, Steve McCow. Spider Creations. Spider Creations is an amazing 
web hosting and web design company. And I'm going to say something here, you guys. Jim had stroke um, before I met him, and then he had a second one in January, and we are having some difficulty with numbers. We know values, but we don't necessarily know the numbers. So sometimes he'll say he'll start at seven, then he'll go to eight, he'll go to seven. He will not remember. It's silly. It sounds silly, but it's... um, up here with that beautiful haircut that you got, sometimes it gets a little mixed up, right? It's important to know, I think. Hi. Hi. Okay. And he's a trooper. He's um, he's uh, overcome so much. Um, so back to program. Yeah, let's go back to the program. Again, um, I cannot believe that the person of the year, the uh, Time Magazine person of the year is Greta. But Greta is indeed, I mean, Greta has led a spoiled childhood. Greta Thunberg, is that her name? Um, It's Greta. This is all wrong. Time Magazine's person of the year. Be up here. I should be back in school on the other I side. I wish you were back ocean. in school on the other side Yet of the ocean. You all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? I have a question for you. You've stolen my dreams. Who would be your person of the year if you were electing a person of the year? Who would it be? That little kid I saw in a picture in Africa. Oh, a mining for lithium. Being beaten upside the head. Um, okay, it would not be Lamont. Let me see. What did I just call him? <sighs> not appropriate. <laughs> the, Tim is here. David, David said my book should be uh, with Czechoslovakia. From Czechoslovakia, Czechoslovakia with love. That'd be great. From Czech with love. Well, I jumped off the plane. I did. 30 times. By I the did. way, when Jane got here, I asked her why she decided to stay, and she said, freedom. Freedom to say what you think. Freedom to say whatever you want. They're going to picture me with the half blue face. What are you doing? And I can't believe that. All that freedom is gone now. Uh, it's going away faster than you guys think. It's just uh, very, very discouraging. Uh, I meant to ask Don about the taxes in um, Hartford. The, there are buildings that are not paying taxes. They're um, exempt. Why is that? Which buildings and what for a reason? Donald Dagum, Donald Dagum, Trump. Okay, well, the phone numbers. Yeah, are you sorry. guys ready? The phone numbers are. We have two lines. I didn't try the other one yet, but it's eight six zero nine nine six zero three zero eight. And the second line is he just got the phone. Good luck with that one. I just got it. Eight six zero. Jane's in charge of that one. Eight six zero eight 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 two one zero one. Eight six zero. They're both eight six zero. Who's eight 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 two one zero one. Eight 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 two one zero one. Who's the bravest person out there? Come on, give us a call. Oh, here's one that I like. Here's one of my favorite sound bites of the week. Somebody asked James Rosen of Fox News, "Has Nancy Pelosi? Why do you hate Donald Trump?" Listen to this. 
It's a great one. I love this for a lot. Thank you. Do you hate the president, Madam Speaker? Because I don't, I don't Collins, hate anybody. Representative Collins, the reason I am. We don't hate anybody, not anybody in the world. So don't, don't you accuse me. I did not accuse you. You did. You did. I asked the question. You did. And, and Representative Collins yesterday suggested that the Democrats are doing this simply because they don't like the guy. I have nothing to do with it. Let me just say this. I think it's an important I point. think the president is a coward when it comes to helping uh, our, our kids who are afraid of gun violence. I think he is cruel when he doesn't deal with the, the helping our dreamers. Wait, I thought no one was above the law, and now the dreamers are above the law? Of which we're very proud. I think he's in denial about the constitu- about the uh, climate crisis. By the However, way, that that's the about the election. Nose? This is about the election. Take it up in the election. This is about the Constitution of the United States and the facts that lead to the president's violation of his oath of office. And as a Catholic, I resent your using the word hate in a... As a Catholic... She is for abortion. As a Catholic, please don't ever say that again. As a Catholic. And the facts that lead to the president's violation of his oath of office. And as a Catholic, I resent. And as a Catholic, I believe in abortion. And you're using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. I don't hate anyone. I was raised in a way that is full, a heart full of love and always prayed for the president. And I still pray for the president. I pray uh, for the Somebody calling in. How many of you out there believe that Nancy Pelosi prays for President Trump? 860 888-2101. 888-2101. 888-2101. Nine nine six zero three zero eight zero three zero eight, and all of them are eight six zero. Anyways, um, she's kind of um, scary. She's very scary. And yes, there was definitely something on the side of her nose. Um, you know, um, there was a, this another is one thing. I like the most. Okay, you go ahead, then I'll play. No, I'll when, play when Don was talking about hoarding food, they were hoarding food. The bastards, how dare they? They were hoarding food. People were starving. They were dying. Now you're hoarding food, uh, not food, money. You are a hoarder. Yeah, Everybody, they call people who save you are, money Anybody are that saves money, money are your hoarders. You hoarding hoarders. I was going to say something else, obviously, but. This is about the elect. Take it up in the election. This is about the Constitution of the United States and the facts that lead to the president's violation of his oath of office. And well, except for the Second Amendment and except for the Fourth and the Fifth and the Sixth Amendment. And then in order to find out what's in this bill, as you a have Catholic, to pass it out to I the resent you using the word hate. As a Catholic, I resent you using the word hate. As a Catholic, she as resents, a part-time She Catholic. resents. Isn't that a hate, hateful thing to yep. do, to yes, resent something? Just saying. As I a don't part-time know Catholic, not... I want to just say I, I resent that. Okay, so I'm a part-time Catholic, and I know. <laughs> Did you notice what I said? I'm a part-time Catholic, and I know it's wrong. It's working for all of us, and Medicare oh, for all is a part of that. Senator, people who work in private insurance, and all the people even here in Des Moines who work in private health right. insurance, where do they go and work when private insurance is eliminated? So, if you've had a chance to read the plan, you'll see. No one gets left behind. No one gets uh, left some behind. Some of the people currently oh, you working in health insurance will work in other parts in of insurance. In life insurance, insurance and auto life insurance and auto. car insurance. Some will work for Medicaid. And there is a five-year transition support 
for everyone. Because what this is about is how we strengthen. Okay. Can we get rid of yeah, Auntie get Betty? Because Auntie Betty gets on my nerves. Tim's out there, by the way. Give us a call, Tim. He's probably a dinner somewhere again. He has a cell phone. 888-2101-996-0308. Anyways, he can talk to me about this, Auntie Betty. That would be her new nickname in my book instead of America's middle class. And how we make sure that in transitions, no one gets left behind. It's right there in the plan, and it's fully paid for. They're building on Bernie Sanders' Medicare fraud plan in this plan that you put out. Have you talked to him or has he reached out to you? Somebody just couldn't hear it anymore, listen to it anymore. Hang on a second. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. There go. We can hear you. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Hey, Jim. This is Sal. I don't know if you remember me. Sal. Hi, Sal. Sal. Yeah, of course I do. Sal, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I uh, I live in Texas now. <laughs> you live in Texas? Yeah, I moved here in uh, 2016. How do you like it? How oh, I'm like loving it. it. I, I'm loving it. I love the fact that I haven't had this trouble in the winter. How about taxes? Oh, I'm make, I'm saving a lot of money. No, no state income tax. And uh, that's great. I didn't know that Texas has no state income tax. No, nope. How about estate taxes when you die? Um, I am not sure about that. But um, well, we tax yeah, I'm everything not sure here. About state taxes. Oh, everything and anything I think gets taxed in Connecticut. Plastic bags and now cars and trucks. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're preserving the planet, you see. So we are paying taxes on everything, including the air. They don't call it that yet because it's just emission tax. Do you have that in Texas? Well, we have to get the cars inspected every year. Okay. But we, there's no there's no um, property tax on the cars. Wow. Property taxes. Property taxes on things that you bought, that you that you are selling, that you have to... <laughs> it's just trying to explain it to little people like my children, the taxes. That is... Um, it's, a, it's an amazing thing that was invented, I would say. Because you pay it before you even make it. I, I don't know if you guys ever saw the um, Robin Williams movie Popeye. Yes, part, at least of parts it, of it. Well, at the beginning of it, they have like a funny bit where he asks a question and the guy goes, I have to charge you a question tax. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you, you want an answer? I have to charge you an answer tax. I think, I think Connecticut politicians saw that and were like, hey, you're out or something. That's a good one. I love the uh, fake sign that's on the highways as you leave Connecticut. Leaving so soon, was it something we taxed? I've seen that many times on Facebook. Yeah, by the way, um, in Connecticut, if you want to leave the state, they even tax you to leave the state. I was going to say, the tolls will probably be like, Five five cents to enter, ten dollars to leave. Absolutely. 
<laughs> yeah, that sounds almost communist. That's why they build the wall. You know, you're building wall around here to keep people out. In communism, you build the wall to keep people in. Mm. So, um, Sal, thank you for calling. Really appreciate it. Um, thank you for joining us, Sal. Glad to see you doing better, Jim. Thank you, Steve, Sal. I appreciate it very much. Let's give the numbers out again, Jane. Okay. I want you to take a phone call. 888 What is it? It's um, One is 860-996-0308. And the second one is 860-888-2101. We have a few minutes left. We are going to be ending pretty soon. Um, so anyway, so yes, the Popeye you're going to have to get. Um Oh, somebody was asking, I forget who it was here in the room, about the blue and the red. Um, the, uh, they were. Pardon? They were asking about that. Yeah, that originally the blue was to be assigned to um, Republicans. Republicans. That's right? what I thought. I have a feeling that I... But it's not. But it's now not. Now blue is and assigned just, to the Democrats. But it's wrong for it everybody wrong. else in the world. It's just wrong because that's what we always affiliated the red color with was with the communists sorry democrats you are communists sean types in and says this is better than 1080 keep keep afternoons i can always tune in that's nice thank you thanks i appreciate that tim says i have a hard time with all inhale exhale concept uh, somebody asked that they disagreed with Don. He said he thinks the politicians know exactly what they're doing. And I agree with him. I think the politicians know what they're doing. They don't care. Yeah, give the numbers out, please. Tim told me that I should have them behind me. I'll put it in my forehead. How's that? <laughs> no, that's silly. Not that gone yet. Okay. Um, I think we put them up on the website. I did. We did. You did. There's the, there are the numbers, and I'll have them next time bigger, bigly. There will be bigly, and uh, so we could use some suggestions about what you guys want to hear, what you want to talk about. I know you love hearing Jim. How do you like his haircut? That would be a nice one. He got a haircut today because his where hair was just unruly. It was wild. And Can I play the Elizabeth Warren soundbite <laughs> or not? I yeah. want to take your phone calls. Please give us a call. We got an extra phone line now. So give us a call. I hate to beg. It's unseemly to beg, but what Then the heck? stop it. Here we go. It's working for all of us. And Medicare for all is a part of that. People who work in private insurance and all the people even here in Des Moines who work in private health right. insurance, where do they go and work when private insurance is eliminated? So if you've had a chance to read the plan, you'll see no one gets left behind. Uh, some of the people currently working in health insurance will work in other parts of insurance and life insurance and auto insurance. And yeah, because see, to somebody like Elizabeth Warren, it's all the same. No. Our insurance. Some will work for Medicaid. And there is a five-year transition support for everyone. 
because what this is about is how we strengthen America's middle class and how we make sure that in transitions, no one oh, gets left behind. It's right there in the plan, and it's fully paid for. What are you building on Bernie Sanders' next It's malarkey. I would say it's malarkey. Can somebody explain to me malarkey, please? That was not in a dictionary when I was learning English. Malarkey was not there. Is that a new word? I like it. Yeah, Jane's not sure. Just like the deplorables. English is not her first language. What the heck does malarkey mean? Anyway, the malarkey tour. All right. Well, we should probably be... Yeah, we do need, we, we're going to have to wrap it up soon, but I would like to take a couple more phone calls. It's six zero nine nine six zero three zero eight 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 two one zero one eight 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 two one zero one. Also, is this a good time for everybody? We're trying to really zero it down. Perhaps seven thirty would be better. We're competing against Tucker. Is seven so, o'clock um, a better time or seven thirty? What's a better time? Give us a feedback, please. Oh, oh, please. Um, is there anything you can say about Denise? It hit. It hit oh, really sorry. hard, everybody, I'm sure. Yeah, please, I want to take a moment to remember my good friend Denise Tosenzo. I mean, it just, it's just horrible. It really, I thought it was a joke at first because it was so sudden. She was so healthy, so young, so lively. I used to say to, that to people that she brought life into a room, not light, but life into every room she walked into. She could stop me from one of my temper, famous temper tantrums just by looking at me and cocking an eyebrow. She called me vociferous vice because I tended to be too passionate about my stories and about their placement in the newscast. Reach out to Dennis' house, please. Dennis was so close to her. They were the closest. Who just joined? Kim Kim Shuttleworth just joined. Hey Kim, how you doing? Now, um, I'm sure everybody would want to say um, something about Denise. She just seemed like she was. Um, I never met her really. Um, she seemed like she was a friend, and it just she was healthy, so good, such a good person. She she just seems like a she seemed. I'm sorry, seemed like a very good person. She was and, the best. Um, she, she was the best of she, them all. She was one of those that come to your house every day and was welcome. And all of a sudden, just... Hillary Clinton says that she's going to run again, or might run again. Because if she did, she said she would beat Donald Trump again, which means she thinks she beat Donald Trump the first time, or Donald Trump is actually, or she's actually president of the United States, which is really bizarre. That means Hillary is about to run a re-election campaign. She is just the weirdest person in the world. Um, All right, we're going to wrap it up. Um, I have 7 o'clock from two people. Hi, Vilja. Betsy, Dennis, Give the numbers out one more time. Somebody wants to call in. Uh, if anybody wants to call in before 888 888-2101. That's, that's our one, new line. That's a new line. We, line. We, we'd just like to try it. Um, we'd like to try it and see how well it works. 
888-2101. Otherwise, uh, it looks like 7 o'clock I got from a couple people. So maybe we'll do 7, 7 o'clock. o'clock next time. Okay, 7 o'clock. And then if you have suggestions about anything, just let us know. Bob McGuffey, the founder of the Connecticut Tea Party, is going to join us on our next podcast on Thursday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's tomorrow. And it's tomorrow going to tomorrow, o'clock. 7 o'clock. Tomorrow at 7. Bob McGuffey on the demise of the Tea Party in Connecticut. Okay. Time okay. to say goodbye. Bye, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. And I won't back down. I'll always stand for a smaller, leaner, less intrusive government. I know in my dreams. And not even lupus will stop me from delivering my message to a very liberal Connecticut. Make sure you spread the word about the podcast, please. And you can listen to this podcast later at RadioAdviceOnline.com. Stand my ground.